How great is your name, dear Lord Jesus. How great is your name, Jesus. Manasha, greater than all the earth, greater than all the heavens. You are the God above all gods. Masharonda Segrida Leran Shakridiza Kron Sariya Kimado Sada Glorify your name Minisharadu Sakida Baro Shakridiya Anana Sekrediva Sadai We love you Jesus We bless you Jesus We hallow you Lord Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Even for another time in your presence, congregated with the saints of God to worship you, to sit at your feet, to receive the words of life from you, impartations of your grace, of your glory, and of your power. We magnify you, dear Lord. We magnify you, dear Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Minister to us. Minister to us as we minister to you, Holy Spirit. As we minister to you, Holy Spirit, minister to us. Kanarakiza koshada. Let your word Inanos Kevana Serada Svede Hadaikos already Your presence Minister life strength wisdom grace into our lives We bless you Father We bless you because we lean on your strength, we lean on your power. Anara kran serida ardido sedride. Bless your holy name, O oh magnificent Father. Bless your holy name. Shkalanta prediga satron de glitra ateseila shaklevrediza kan shaila prediga banta Congrasan shanfanila kra atazikli herongob de sananda lishket ura mandra dusket falandra glepte kiro konshali tra ataskili brohon skala maragron sedila atasivra hatesega barahali krohon klese ropte sapati kuze bredihan sela shakle gite sonamanda zebra adivrihigala shan sila barates kito 
Gonte sale mande sacron di vaniski bra adula shaki baluzi di bra atasanda romba da kasanda libra atasule brega da kanch kalibron santi kalibron santa manta pra atus kilibra ando seklevra anus kepedai rom de sakta pra adalika bron shan sakta mata crostatila pra atus kulibra ando siga who is like unto the lord who is like unto the Lord, Sananda, Rapati Scapando, Oh, Thethiga, Faranda, Sanigo, Seledigate, Ah, Saprole, Cambro, Satbarada, Clirada, Sidi Brondo, Soradiligi, Brahata, Sanda, Just lift your hand toward heaven, Monshada Branja, and declare to the Lord beautiful words of praise, Zanam the Shah, bless him in the spirit, Kamati Gaito, Rapati con shanda ma brato skinamanda haratu skidibade manda sacra idabana senda grida kato kura badabanda janamana krata cosa di branda for Jesus said that God is a spirit mande kronsenia and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth at the words of the spirit man shapra adigrunsa adoration Elamonshke, exaltations, glory, sifali, kitani, mutakaini, muskibala. Oh, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. Oh, Shapranana, let your soul be raptured in him. Van vanan vene vene van vananda didadiski panduskitila. Sharale, shalare. Shalale. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Salada Kradia. Salada Gregida Karagrida. Sagredida Karadia Sadadia to Senda. Shagrediza Gabragadiza Gadagozetiza Branshan Zagrediza. Montes Sacrida Barabandus. Manakranza di Ibratinos Keshili Brando Secredida Sakanda Irabando Senale O Shelledi O Shelledi O Le Pratic Livra Shanzelekida Hallelujah Praise the Lord Oh Praise the Lord Ah Thank you Jesus Hallelujah. Bless Jesus, bless Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning.
much better. You good? <coughs> Praise God. Um, excuse me, sorry for the inconvenience. Um, thank you for also responding quickly. We are in the fourth installment <coughs> of our um, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost inspired anointing Sundays. And I would thank the Lord for His grace, His, His mercy on us, for exposing us to the anointing of His Spirit. And many of you might not realize <clears throat> the full import or implication for the Lord choosing to minister us the anointing as he has instructed me to do over the remaining Sundays of 2022 and something deep in my spirit knows that God is preparing us for, for the future and the future that is near. And in receiving these ministrations of the Holy Spirit, one must appreciate the tacticality of the Holy Spirit, the timing in which all this is taking place. And take into account your role and your responsibility after God has ministered to you in the way he has been. 
what you should do. You know, the Bible says, and Paul and Barnabas went throughout all the churches in Asia, confirming, strengthening the brethren, teaching them that we cannot enter into the kingdom of God without much trial and tribulation. And they were preparing them. And I, I strongly sense in my spirit that these anointing Sundays are, are not coincidental, but they are, they are a strengthening of some sort for days ahead and in molding our consciousness to not only the awareness of God, but to depend on the Lord. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. And it, 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 it is coming a time when the reality of of such communication must be taken into account because life at that time would have presented the, the situations and scenarios that would cause us to choose. When we, when we first, when we had our first installment of the Anointing Sunday, I, I exposed, or I explained to you the purpose why God was doing this. And as a minister of God, as a servant of God, my duty is to communicate to you the realities of God as revealed by the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible tells us, in fact, let me not go there as yet. Just go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 let's go to 1st Corinthians chapter 2 because this this is what the Lord told me when I inquired why these anointing Sundays for what purpose and the Lord communicated this scripture to me. Chapter 2, 1 Corinthians, verse 1. It says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, you see that? When I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know, not to know anything among you except, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Look at that. Except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trouble.
trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration. He says, my speech, my speech and my preaching. I want you to notice what he says. He says, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words. In other words, he's saying the strength, the power of his preaching were not in the words. Were not in the words which he was communicating. He says, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. What the Apostle Paul is communicating here is so vital. And it's something I wish that many, many, many of God's ministers understood. Because he says that his preaching was demonstrative of the power of God, of the spirit of God. For what purpose? He says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, that your faith. So it matters to God where your faith rests. It matters to God the default home or the default uh, 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 abode of your faith. Is it in the wisdom of man or is it in the power of God? Your faith cannot be in the power of God if the demonstrations of the spirit and of his power are not exposed to or you are not exposed to. So he says the cry of our generation should be exposure, encounter with speech, words which are demonstrative of the power of God, of the spirit of God. It is something similar to what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He said, it is the spirit that gives life the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak are spirit and their life. It implies that God's intentions with words was to communicate his power, was to use words as vehicle transportations of his power and spirit. That God would, would in his wisdom choose to help our faith anchor on him, on his power through the demonstrations of the spirit and power through the communication of speech and words. So that our faith, our faith can rest in the power of God, not in the wisdom of man. And the Spirit of God spoke to me interestingly to teach you and, and this is why I say, I say to you that these anointing, impartation, ministration Sundays, 
they are really preparation and what the holy spirit said to me recently actually is what confirmed to me that we are in contention and we are being prepared for combat we are being prepared for combat because the holy spirit said to me teach my people on how to contend for their destinies teach my people on how to contend for their destinies contend denotes a wrestling and antagonizing a striving a wrestling it denotes a conflict and there's a conflict that is ensuing against the destinies of men there's a conflict ensuing against your destiny There is war that has broken out against your destiny and the Holy Spirit through the arsenal of the anointing of his word and of his directives wants us to prepare for that conflict because in my spirit I am I am aware I'm cognizant of the spiritual activities and forces both of good and evil that are amalgamating and something is about to break out in the earth something is about to break out in the earth the likes of which covid-19 pandemic era does not even compare and our spirits needs to be fit needs to be prepared for the coming conflict igana sarloktigle edonare solanska we 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 have to be prepared and as we receive of the anointing as we receive of these graces i don't want you to to just be thinking is is just uh you know a make a make me feel good kind of services no 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 we are being confirmed from above we are being strengthened our spirits are being invigorated with might prepared for the day prepared for the days ahead you know moses said i i wish all god's children were prophets 
Because prophetic insight, especially in the days in which we are living in, is so important, is so vital. It's so vital to navigate us through the snares and the traps of days ahead. There is a need for prophetic insight, for, 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 for a prophetic scope. Because what many of us don't understand, what many of us don't realize is that spiritual forces are mightier than physical forces. Because it is, it is the spiritual that created the physical. So the physical, everything physical is subservient to spiritual forces. In other words, in other words, spiritual forces can shape and shift and alter the cause of, of physical forces and physical reality. Having said that, that means Satan and his devils being, being, and his entities and his system being spiritual has some effect on the physical movement of things because they are spiritual beings. Do you understand that? Because I was asking the Lord, I was saying, how, how is it Satan can still continue to wreak havoc even after he has been stripped of all power, even after he has been stripped of all, of all, of all his dominion, how is it that they can still instill havoc in the affairs of man? And the Holy Ghost made me understand they are spirits. <laughs> they are spirits. Their nature qualifies them to have influence in, in, the, in the process and in the operation of physical life. So even though they may, they may not have power to cause permanent alterations because they are of their nature as spirits, they can affect movement, direction. They can affect how things uh, play out. Why? Because being spirits, they can influence everything physical. And human beings being physical entities, even though they are spiritual, but most of them are bogged down, abound through this third dimensional world. They are easily, easily maneuvered, easily deceived, easily manipulated to carry out the agendas of these spiritual entities. And we need God's prophetic scope to be able, and, and sometimes we don't even need, we, 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 we may not necessarily have a prophetic insight in the sense that we, we can see, but we, we, we need the sensitivity of our spirits to the Holy Ghost so that even though we may not see but we, we, are, we are in tune we are in sync with the one who sees he can navigate us and say do this now do this now do this now do this now and our prerogative at that time would be to fully yield ourselves and comply to the directives of the Holy Ghost trusting and believing that he sees the future better than we see the past and the present. And I believe 
in a way that's what the holy spirit has been doing with us through these anointing sundays is is he has been prepping us he has been loading us invigorating our spirits according to ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 with the spirit of might so that we may be able to stand against the coming days but we must learn how to fight hallelujah we must learn how to fight the 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 probability of lasting in the battlefield is largely determined by the soldier's skill sets how skilled is he in wielding his weapon how skilled is he in setting up his defenses how how aware is he does he have a, a awareness intelligence to be able not only to discern the enemy but also to anticipate attack We need to learn how to fight. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6. You know, some people ask and wonder why. How, how, is, it, how is it possible that God, being God, cannot fully establish and fulfill his purposes and his plans in their lives right because there are some who believe if if god willed it it will happen no matter what anybody says life don't work that way life don't if if look at your neighbor and say life don't work that way jesus jesus says jesus says jesus he says when the disciples go to him and ask him to teach them how to pray jesus says pray in this manner our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ooh. Why do we need to pray? Why do, do you need to pray for God's will on earth to be done? as it is done in heaven. He says, his will in heaven is done. It is established. Forever, O Lord, thy word is established in heaven. His will in heaven is done. But he says his will on earth is not done. Yeah. He, he, can, can, I, can, I, can I bring an understanding to you? Can I bring an understanding to you? 
God's work is incomplete on earth. God's work is incomplete in the earth. What God has started on earth, he has not completed yet. Because that prayer gives us insight actually to the incompleteness of God's purposes and plans. To the incompleteness of his will. On earth, on earth, on earth. In heaven, it is done. It says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that, that means that the earth has not reached a dimension where there is alignment that what God can invenize that what God sees in heaven is mirrored in the earth. We have not yet gotten there yet. I can show you in the Bible. I can show you in the Bible. Let me read you something in Hebrews chapter 2. He says, for he has not put the world, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 5, for he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels, but one testifies in a certain place saying, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and set over him all the works of your hands. You have put all things, you have put all things in subjection in, in the mind of God. Every single thing is under the auspices of man. Every single thing is under the subjection of man. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that, listen to this, for in that he put all things in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not see yet. We do not yet see all things put under him. How? I thought God put all things under him. But we do not, we do not yet see all things under him. But we see Jesus. In reality, in the mind of God, in the mind of God, all things are in subjection to us. But we do not see. We do not yet see all those things. In other words, there is, there is, there is, a, there is a misalignment. The earth and heaven is out of sync. The will of God, the mind of God in, in, in heaven as it is, is not represented in the earth. So there is a misalignment. So it is, it is, it is deceit. So the activities of your life, I, I, are you listening to me? The pathways of your life are out of sync with what God had predestined, predetermined for you. So we have a dilemma. We have a will in the heavens that is established, a destiny that is set for an individual, for a people, for a nation, 
for a city, for a family. But in reality, when you come to the earth and look at that family, that family is not representative of what God had determined it to be. So there is, there is, there is something going on. And Jesus said, pray. Because that's how God would bring would bring into sync. I, 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 are, you, are you with me? How God would bring into sync that which is misaligned in your life with what with what has what with what has been already predestined. So that means that prayer is a magnetization to the will of God and to the alignment and establishment of that will. So Satan doesn't need to destroy you. Spiritual forces of darkness don't need to destroy you. All they need to do is put enough spiritual force in your life to bring you into alignment from the will of God, to bring you out of alignment from the plan of God. And what that would do would disrupt your entire pathway, your entire life until God, by the engineering and intelligence of his spirit, woos you back in. And sadly, unfortunately, many live and die out of sync. Many live and die out of sync. Because all the enemy needs to do is to sow seeds, implant seeds in your wheel that oppose the seed of God, I mean the will of God. So I ask, if all is perfect, if all is as should be, why does Jesus say to us, Pray, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Please open that. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why does he say pray thus? It's because God's work in the earth is incomplete. And do you know why and who is going to participate in his completion? You and me. You and me. It is a far worse thing to know and be aware that your your entire life's framework is anti-against the will of God for your life. As it is in heaven. Let's, let's read Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. Ephesians 
chapter 6. Say, Lord, teach me to contend for my destiny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11. Put on, put on the entire armor of God so that you may be able. <laughs> he, he, he did not say you, you will be able. He says, so that you may be able. So, so the, to stand against the wiles of the devil. In other words, it is not a guarantee that a Christian, that a Christian will have the ability to stand against the wiles of the, of the devil. It is not certainty. That means you as you are right there cannot for a certainty say, nah, the, me, the devil can't catch me. Me, me, the devil, the devil can, cannot, cannot get me. No Christian has been given that assurance by God. <laughs> In other words, you and me are always in danger at falling at the wiles, the cunning arts, Sathredo, the cunning arts. You understand that? <laughs> the cunning arts, the deceit. The, the, the modus operandi of how Satan causes man to fall from grace. He says, me and you, do, we are not given that assurance that we, we will stand. We are not given that certainty that we will stand at the wiles, the cunning arts, the deceit. In other words, we, we are prone... Let me not use the, prone, uh, 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 the word prone. We are vulnerable to the wiles of the devil. To the trickeries of the devil. Mm. So any one of us here can be tricked by the devil. <laughs> any one of us here can be duped by the devil. And the Bible doesn't say... His power, the Bible says wiles, wiles. 
wiles. The devil, Kathenos, the devil never uses force to dissuade us. Wisdom is greater than strength, the Bible tells us. <laughs> Wisdom is greater than strength. That's what the Bible tells us. And Satan deploys a certain kind of wisdom called trickery, wiles, beguilements to cause us to fall. And, and this is what is strange. The, this, is, this is strange, right? Because the Bible says, in order for us to have a chance, a chance, right? A chance to be able to stand, right? To withstand these wiles. He says, we, we, we have to put on the entire artillery, the entire armor of God. So the only protection mechanism, the only protection system against this level of trickery is the armor of God. So no Christian who has not the armor of God put on can have the confidence to stand before the devil. Not because he is, he is powerful. No, not because the devil is powerful, but because you are naked. So what, what, what has always been in question is not whether or not the devil is powerful. Is not whether or not the devil can derail us. That is not what is always has been in question. You and me have been asking the wrong questions to God when we are attacked by the devil. We are asking God, Lord, why is the devil doing this? Did you not destroy the devil? Did you not strip the devil? And God is saying, no, that is not the question to ask, my child. The question to ask is whether or not you are naked. It is only when Adam and Eve saw themselves naked that they realized that they had been stripped, that they had lost their estate. It is not only after they realized that they were naked, that they were ashamed. Their shame was revealed once their nakedness was seen. They were vulnerable because they had not put on the armor of God. That, that means that, that as long as that armor was put on, no shame could stain them. No stain could shame them. No while, no trick of the devil could derail them could cause them to commit transgression, transgression against God, trespass against God, treason against God. Because you must understand, Adam and Eve knew exactly what they were doing. What, what they were doing was, it's not that it was done in ignorance, it was not done in ignorance. They had information that if we eat, we die. Satan presented to them a false information and they accepted that false information knowing surely what God said would happen. And they made out God to be a liar. And, and Satan, 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 Satan treat them. And my brother and my sister, this is what he has been doing for eons. 
This is what he has been doing for millenniums. And he's doing it even to this day. He is using the arts of trickery to cause us to forfeit our destinies, to cause us to derail from the will of God, to cause us to reject the plan, reject the purposes of God. And the Bible says, unless we put on the armor of God, we will not be able to stand. Do you understand that? It, it, it is not a matter of your will that now nah, I will stand. No, you will have no ability. In other words, there is no choice. You, you, you will have no choice. You will not be able. There is no ability. In, that means that the armor of God gives us an ability to stand against. The armor of God gives us an ability to succeed where men like Adam failed. Huh? Sananda. To succeed where men like Saul and Balaam failed. To succeed where others failed. Do you understand that? That means that our prerogative and priority in the realm of the spirit is to ensure that we navigate those dimensions fully dressed, fully armored. Nakedness will not do in the spirit. Hallelujah. Nakedness will not do in life. Many of us walk through life and we are naked. We are naked. We are naked. We are wearing clothes, but we are naked. We are vulnerable. That means any thought, any trick, any beguilement, any cunningness can derail us. Any thought. There are people who are so weak that every thought of the devil, even the smallest thoughts, can dissuade them from God. Look at Peter. Peter said, even if everybody will be caused to stumble, I will die with you. He told Jesus, I will die with you. And the Bible says, Jesus did not commit himself unto man because he knew what was in man. Man was not clothed. Man did not have the armor of God. Man was vulnerable to the devil. One moment you can speak out of revelation and say you are the Christ. The next moment you can speak as a vessel for the devil and say, I rebuke you. You shall not do such thing. You can move between realms because you are not dressed. You can be vulnerable. You can become a host of God and a host of an entity foreign to God. Not because the entities occupying you are powerful, but because you are naked. You are naked that you may be able to stand against the cunning arts, the trickery of the devil. And my brother and my sister, I told you a few weeks ago, I saw those three devils. I saw deception. I saw seduction. I saw them go out. I saw offense. I saw them spewed out of the mouth of the dragon. I saw them and they went to all corners of the earth all corners of the earth for your enemy is roaming around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour ah oh we must be prepared hallelujah we must be prepared and the first place to prepare is that we must put on it says put on 
The word there means to sink into. That's what the Greek word means. It means to sink into a suit. The armor of God is available. That's what the Bible is telling us to put it on because it is available. No soldier goes into battle without being armored. And the Bible calls this the armor of God. There is one thing in the spirit that Satan cannot successfully, successfully administer his trickery against. It is the armor of God. It is the armor of God. First, what is the armor of God? Secondly, how do we put it on? That is the question that one may have. What is the armor of God? And how do we put it on? Let me read you another rendering of that scripture from um, um, Classic Amplified. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand or stand up against all the strategies and deceits should have said trickeries of the devil. Successfully. So your success in the realm of warfare, in the realm of the spirit, cannot be guaranteed unless, 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 your, your success cannot be considered unless you are armored with that armor which God supplies. So what is in the spirit, the armor of God? Is it, is, it, is it a literal armor? What is it? And how do I put it on? What is it? And how do I put it on? Before we get there, we'll get there. Probably not today, but we will get there, okay? We will get there. The, the, the importance of the armor. This, this is actually what, what, what I want to, you know, focus your mind on right now. The importance of, of the armor is that it is preservation in the spirit of your destiny. Preservation in the spirit of your destiny. Your destiny includes your biological destiny and your spiritual destiny. That means everything compacted concerning your life. Right? Everything concerning your life. The one thing the armor does guarantee if, if it is put on is preservation of that destiny. Not, not necessarily it's fulfillment, right? but it's preservation. In other words, throughout your life, you, you will have, as long as the arm of God is on your life, you will have opportunity 
for fulfillment of their destiny. In other words, the job, the career, the family, the house, the, 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 the plan, the wheel, the purpose that you should occupy will be preserved for you. No one will take it. <laughs> no one will take it. Not that it will be fulfilled, but it will be preserved. The hope of its fulfillment rests solely on, on whether or not throughout your life you are amad. You are amad. Not whether or not in your life the enemies against you are powerful or are mighty or are strong. <laughs> are you amad? Are you dressed? Are you ready for the occasion? Are you dressed for the occasion? Let's read, okay? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because, because, see, the, the importance of the armor, the reason why you should have the armor put on, because we do not contend. Hasigarano there is, whew, I, I, I need to prepare myself to say this. Mashakraniya. <laughs> there is nothing contained in flesh and blood that has enough power to stop your destiny from coming to pass. The forces that are able or have the ability to negate the prosperity and success of your destiny are not contained in flesh and blood. The entities that have enough power to resist you, they are not in skin or flesh. Are you listening to me? That means your boss, your colleague does not have enough power to resist you from advancing in that company. You understand what I'm saying? That means that those around you do not have enough energy, enough force to stop your progress. So if you find in your life that you are not progressing as you should, you are not advancing as you should, the entity that is your problem is not the one you see. We do not wrestle we do not contend. The enemies of our destiny are not flesh and blood. You see, they, they may be host. They may be interfaces, but they are not the source. Many times we want to deal with the surface and not the root. Whereas it is the root, it is the origin that is the problem. So the Bible is telling us that flesh and blood is not your problem. It's not your prop. It's not. Oh my God! For because you see, only the armor of God can expose you to that reality. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That means those who are in the flesh, those with blood, do not have the power to antagonize your destiny. They rather become conduits of the entities that have that ability.
That's why witchcraft involves the invocation of a spirit, an entity that would thus be responsible for the derailment of that life, for the destruction of that life. So even though you even though you may kill the conduit, the invocator, as long as that entity remains, that life, that life will still be disrupted. Because it is the entity that is responsible. For we do not wrestle. We do not parley. This is an ancient Greek terminology where they used in the Colosseum. We do not parley, where they would wrestle, would sway with the intentions of throwing out. We do not parley with flesh and blood. Your enemies are not the ones you see. Your true enemies are not the ones you see. The true enemies of your destiny are not the ones that you see. Are you listening to me? Are you following me? Are you with me? Oh, what you see may just be a representation, an image, but the reality exists in a dimension beyond flesh and blood. We do not wrestle. So he says, put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand, but he tells you the reasoning behind why you need to put on the armor of God, why you need to be strong in the Lord. You understand that? Why you need to, why you need to stand on the strength of the Lord? Because there is no way you can advance in life because this life is a warfare by default I will put enmity between thy seed and the seed of the woman God was the one that declared war from the garden there has been a war ensued against humanity from the garden of Eden and there's nothing me and you can do about it all we have to do is learn from the source the God learn how to strategize how to intelligently participate and advance and prosper and succeed we cannot throw the, oh my god we cannot throw away or negate we cannot decide that there will be no war there will be a war until shiloh comes there will be a war against humanity a war against your destiny you will continue to fight in this world whether you like it or not whether you know it or not whether you believe it or not this world this world is a warfare is a battleground that has been get going on before you were born you are born into a warfare and my brother and my sister we have been given the bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal hey they are not they are not earthy. In other words, you can't go into a shop and look for a weapon that can help you solve the issues of your life. In other words, the weapons that are instrumental to giving you an advantage in life do not exist on this plane. They are not carnal, but they are mighty. They are mighty through God for the pulling down for the pull you see why you are failing let me tell you why you are failing let me tell you why you are so frustrated let me tell you why life for you is so tough let me tell you why life for you is so hard 
life for you is so confusing is because you have not accepted if you have not accepted the demands of destiny and you have not accepted and reconciled with yourself the reality of the battle that you are in there are some people who are born to be casualties in this life those are people who have not prepared themselves for the fight for the battle of life ask not why you are fighting ask not why am i struggling ask not why am i going through this the question you must ask is what what weapons do i need to advance you are asking the wrong questions that's why you are living the long uh, you that's why you are living the wrong life you are asking the wrong questions that's why you are living the wrong life that's why your experiences in life are are a contrast to the promises of god because you are not asking the right questions you're questioning god can the clay say to the potter why has thus made me why did you form me like this no those are the questions of fools god says god says god says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood look at somebody near you look at somebody tell them i'm not your enemy tell them i'm not your enemy tell them look at them i am not your enemy if i have become a host for your enemy just know i am not your enemy i may have agreed i may have connived but i'm not your true enemy your true your true enemy is unseen the enemy of your destiny says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood you see what flesh and blood does is that it localizes it gives it gives it gives your the true it gives the the, the location the geolocation of your true enemies it localizes them you you can know you can know through the interface of of a priesthood that that there's an entity that is against your life that entity is in that is in that city is in such and such a place the the flesh and blood is the physical address of a spiritual entity at least you have something to work with <laughs> finally my brethren we do not wrestle uh, you know what satan does let me tell you what satan does to weaken to weaken us in in our pursuit of destiny you know what he does he finds us while we are young finds us while we are young exposes you to something makes create some traumatic experience in your life 
lose your father, maybe you lose your mother while you are still young, or maybe to to to, to you know what to do to 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 create a weakness in you, so that when it when it's time to stand up, you you don't have the the energy to stand up. Hey, do 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 you notice? Do you notice when you go when you go through tough times? When you go to t- tough times, are you, are, are you aware of of where your mind defaults to? If I didn't lose my mother, if I didn't lose my father, if I was not molested, if I was not raped, if this didn't happen, when and and. And, and what you're going through has nothing to do with what happened. It has nothing to do with that traumatic experience. It has, it has nothing. I mean, you are going through a financial trouble. You are fired at work. And then you are thinking, if, if, if I had not lost my mother. It happens, right? It happens, right? No, be honest. Tell your neighbor, it, it, that happens to me. Why? To weaken you. To stop you from seeing the reality of the fight. Why? Because Satan doesn't want you to respond. Because if he responds, he will have to bow. My God, if if you respond, he will have to bow because he, listen, there is no power against the Lord. Do you understand that? So he knows if you rise up, he, 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 will, he, he will have to go. If, sometimes you don't even have to rise up. All you need to do is just stand and he will flee resist the devil and he will flee all you need to say no no devil not in my house not in my life not in my family not in my finances he he doesn't he he doesn't want you to say that he doesn't want you to have that kind of thought thought pattern because he knows he know he he's not a lion he's like one he he masquerades like a lion he's not one So the first thing he does is that he, he when, when you go through trials, when you go through tribulations, in, instead of you activating the joy of the Lord, instead of you counting it all joy, what he does is that he invokes traumatic experiences of your past. He invokes them. Start making you feel like you're not loved. Start making you feel like everybody's against you. You know, I lost my mother. You know, I lost my father. You know, you know, you know, you know. As if that will change anything. No, it will not change anything. We wrestle not. Your fight, your fight is not in your history. What happened, happened. My brother, my sister, I'm sorry. I, 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 what happened, happened. Are you listening to me? Listen to me, listen to me. I, I'm not trying to, 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 to minuscule uh, uh, what you went through, your experience in your life. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to tell you. If, 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 you, if you want to have victory in life, a victim's mentality must not exist in you. 
And this is what Satan does. He goes around victimizing us when we are still young. And then he uses those experiences to stop us from reaching our destiny. To stop us from reaching out to our future, out to our lives. Why? Yeah, I'm scared. I lost, I lost. This happened. We wrestle not against flesh. Listen to me, my dear sister. Listen to me, my dear brother. What happened, happened. Are you listening to me? What happened, happened. It happened to make you stronger. Take it. Be strong. Receive it. Be strong. And then tell yourself, I'm strong in the Lord. What happened to me will not stand against the future that God has prepared for me. Because he says, my thoughts towards you are not thoughts of evil, but thoughts of good. If evil happened to you, even though God did not mean it, God said, I will use it for your good. For all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Question is, do you love the Lord? Yes. <laughs> Are you called? Yes. Oh, no. That means whatever evil happened to you, whatever bad thing happened to you, it has happened. And God will use that thing for your good. Stop trying and using that thing as an ingredient, as a fuel for the devil to boggle you down, to put you down. It happened. There's nothing you can do. Start preparing to move ahead. That's what happens. That's what happens. I'm telling you, this is life. This life is a battle. We will lose so in this life are you listening to me we will have evil things bad things happening to us in this life but we soldier on we tough on not in our own strength not in our own might but in the strength of the lord we become strong even when we are weak not because we are weak i mean not because we are strong but because the lord on whom we lean on is strong trust in the lord with all your heart my god with all your heart lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him what if i lose my child today it's fine it's fine i'll meet him one day because nothing is ever lost once you understand this once you understand the eternal dimensions of god you would understand that what leaves this earth is not lost it may be lost to this temporal temporal dimension but it exists in another dimension i can lose 10 children but i will not stop it from living i will not let that stop me from living i may lose mother and father but i may not i will not stop that from from living i may lose job but i will not stop that from living i will not let that stop me no 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 because god has put life in me i've got life in me and it it is my responsibility to ensure that I carry out my destiny. What if on my way to destiny, I meet and I encounter trenches, I encounter traps, I encounter pain, I encounter hardship. It does not matter. My consciousness is that I am strong in the Lord. That means when I go through those trials and tribulations, I don't have to look at my own strength. I don't have to look at whether or not I have the capacity to handle this. Hell no. The Bible says there is no temptation that will come on you that you are not able, my God, to handle. 
Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? For all every temptation that comes to you, God has already allocated the grace. He has already in his wisdom and sovereignty made sure that, oh, he's able to handle it. The problem is that you stay in your stronghold. You stay in your trauma. You stay in your pain and you don't want to move on. It's not that you cannot. You don't want to. Why? Because the feeling of pain is nice. It is an excuse for not pushing. It is an excuse for not standing up, dusting yourself and moving forward. David prayed when his young child was sick. He fasted with sackcloth and prayed that God might heal the child. And when he got news that the child was dead, the Bible tells us David did a strange thing. Instead of continuing to cry, the Bible says that David went and bathed and wore, my God, he wore clothes, he wore his raiment and began to worship and praise the Lord. And his servants wondered, ah, you were were praying, you were fasting a few moments ago and the Lord did not save your child. Now the child is dead. You are rejoicing. You are praising. And David said, yeah, what can I do? Because God has decided to let this happen. I can let let this stop me from living. I cannot let this stop me from moving forward. I must move forward because life goes on. And I go on with the strength of God. For we we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You have made your future your enemy because of your past. No. All of Job's friend thought he, 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 it was over for him. They thought he lost everything. Right? They thought he lost everything. <laughs> Lost son, lost seven sons, three daughters, lost all his wealth. But the Bible says his latter days were greater than his former because the Lord restored unto him a hundredfold of all that he lost. Job did not know. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So this is the reasoning behind why the Lord wants you to be armored. He wants you to be armored. Because you have enemies of your destiny. Hallelujah. Worry. Depression. Stress. Are mechanisms. To incapacitate you. From fighting. From wrestling. You know, you find somebody going through something, you're going through a trouble, you're going through a trial, and you say to them, pray. 
and they look at you like you don't you <laughs> you you must be kidding me yet that is the solution is anyone afflicted among you let him cry let him wallow let him pray you see only the wisdom of god can subvert the wiles the trick the deceits of the devil only the wisdom the bible says there is no wisdom there is no understanding and counsel against the lord it doesn't it, it, do you understand that that means no 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 amount of satan's trickery can make any advancements against the wisdom of god the wisdom of god said are you afflicted pray and then and then instead of you praying you stress depressed moody it's not going to change anything the only thing that's that that it might do is that it, it might make your problems even worse because that is a door for those entities to continue to influence your life you see one of satan's greatest achievements is to make us believe that our enemies are the people we can see because as long as we can focus on them we will begin to harbor ill emotions we will begin to harbor bitterness we will begin to harbor hatred we will begin to harbor uh, all ill feelings that will open the door for satan to continue to wreck our lives you look at your mother you become angry you look at your child you become angry because they evoke an emotion of something something in the past you become ang- listen are you listening to me i are you listen listen to me very carefully listen to me very carefully if you can if you cannot forgive if you cannot forgive i i i listen to me i listen i'm talking to you now as a prophet of god i'm talking to you now by the spirit of god if you cannot forgive you cannot be forgiven listen to me listen to me if you cannot forgive i don't know why i'm saying this but i need to say this If you cannot forgive you will not be forgiven. What that means is that in the spirit world you are amassing trouble, you are heaping trouble for yourself. You think you think you are righteous. You are self-righteous. You are exercising your right to be self-righteous. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. your progress your progress in life 
depends not on you. Peter, first Peter. First Peter. Verse 5. In fact, let's read uh, Proverbs 3. Let's read Proverbs 3, chapter 34. Proverbs 3, chapter 34. Now I'm derailing. Okay. That means I'm talking to someone here. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. He scorns, he scourges the scornful. That means he will mock those who mock. He will mock those who mock. He will resist those who uh, 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 scorn. But then he says, he will give grace to the humble. In the New Testament, it changes. He says, God resists the proud. God resists. That means every, everything in your life will be frustrated. If you act, behave, walk, and conduct yourself in ways that are proud. Unforgiveness is an act of pride. Unforgiveness is an act of pride. It is an act of pride. And <laughs> be at peace. Seek. The Bible says pursue peace in life. This is this is one of the warfares that you must learn and you must you must learn to win. The pursuit of peace is a warfare. If you want peace in your life, this is a warfare. And and, and, and in living in peace, you've got to do things that are uncomfortable sometimes. Why am I talking like this? Who am I talking to here? You've got to do things that are uncomfortable sometimes. And those are the things that bring maturity in life. Moses, pursue peace. Pursue peace with all men. Pursue peace with all men. Malona lerata drama. Lerata drama. Le dramatic. Pursue peace. Become a man of peace. Hmm. 
No, the more I grow in the Lord, the Bible says, great peace have those who love your law and nothing offends them. This tells us that the reason why our lives, we're so full of offenses, full of strife, full of anger and bitterness is because we don't love the law of the Lord. We don't love the word of God. And this, this is what should make you humble. You understand that? Not because, not because somebody did you wrong or you did somebody wrong. What should make you humble when you start behaving in unruly manners, in, in, in unbecoming manner is, my God, I don't, love, I don't love the word of God. I don't love the word of God. Oh my God, Father, forgive me. Because this is proof that I don't love God's word. You see that? If I can't forgive my brother, I can't forgive my sister. It's proof that ah, I don't love the word of God. Not because your sister did you wrong. See, there's a way you must think in life in order for you to trick the, the devil. There's a way you need to think. There's a way you need to, to process life. There's a way. There's a way you need to negotiate your mind through the certain situations that you go through when you're sitting alone. Because once you understand really the, the, the aim of life, the goal of life, the goal of life is to get you as far away in your consciousness, as far away in your mind from the way of the Lord to make decisions and make choices that will disrupt and corrupt your life. So if Satan can constantly make make you make choices or influence you to make choices that lead you astray from the pathways of God through all these systems of bitterness, of depression, of strife, of, 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 of shame, of all these ill emotions. Sooner or later, you will get to make a decision that will change your entire life. So you need, you need to learn, and, and this, is, this is where you get to understand what the armor of God is. You need to learn how to counter those wiles through the wisdom of God and start processing things differently. If you are in a situation where you need to forgive, if you are in a situation where you're the one that needs to, be, to forgive, right? Not forgiven, but forgive. And you don't want to forgive. What you should be thinking is, mm, I have a terrible heart. I'm a wretched man. Why are you a wretched man? You have no love for the word of God. Because if you had love for the Lord, if you had love for the Lord, if you had love for his word, it would be easy to forgive. Because the Bible says we must be imitators of God. That even, even as he has forgiven us, we should also forgive. You, you get that? That is warfare. That is warfare. And, 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 and sometimes you carry around unnecessary bitterness. You carry around unnecessary... And you wonder what... At, at, certain, at certain junctures in life, you, you become resisted. You are the cause. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You understand that? When you start understanding that, you will realize every time you enter into conflicts, every time you enter into fights, 
you will do very well to to solve them quickly why because the, the real enemy is not those around you the real enemy is unseen and and how do you win a battle where the conflict originates from the unseen but then it is played out in the physical maybe between two people two countries uh, 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 two uh, individuals or, or individuals in general you know what you do you diffuse it you diffuse it by using wisdom systems wisdom systems yeah, you know what what happened shouldn't have happened is unnecessary i'm sorry uh, let's move on that's it you you have diffused the matter in this in the physical you see, you see that the matter in the physical is diffused so what what some of you do is that you let it drag you let the situation drag to the point where it now becomes demonic there's demonic infiltration in it and then you wonder why things go from 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 not even bad but tense to terrible things went from zero to 50 why you let it simmer you let it simmer you open that door you open that door you open that door diffuse it are you listening to me be mature don't act like babies you're not babies be mature diffuse it diffuse it so you know it's something it's something you we're going to have to learn if we are going to be successful in life you know i used to i used to i i used to hold things in you, you know i used to when when somebody does something to me i used to hold it in i used to hold it in I used to hold it in. And, and the more you hold it in, the more bitter you become, the more reactive you become. You understand that? And, and you, you end up having a, a snappy character. You know, you snappy character. Until, until I sat down one day and, and I realized, no, 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 no. This is not productive. He's killing me. Uh, this is killing. This is killing my my ability to think, my ability to process. Now, if if a person wrongs me, I confront them right then, there, and then I end it. Why? Because I don't wanna I don't wanna go three days, one week carrying something that is unhealthy to my soul, to my emotions, and to my to my spiritual progress. Learn to solve things immediately. I'm, I'm talking very prophetically here. I'm talking very prophetically here. And I suspect that I'm, I'm, uh, the Spirit of God is trying to stop something here. Listen to me. I listen to me? Marriages end because... A, one 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 party or another in the marriage has a, had held a grudge for five years, six years, held a grudge that the husband did or the wife did. 
Five years and then one day just snaps and it's the end of the marriage. And you wonder, how did this thing happen like this? So it's because, it's because that thing has festered and it has given expression to an entity. And you must know the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. Not to make bodies and friends. Is to kill, steal, and destroy. And let me give you a solution for, for, for dealing in an environment of hostility where, where, where a matter, a matter, a matter that should be con, uh, 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 concluded and, and, and dissolved is not dissolved, right? Because maybe one party doesn't want to. Let me tell you what you must do you leave the person. That's what you do. You leave them. You leave them. Give them space. Don't talk to them. Don't text them. Don't. Why? Because the more you talk to them, entertain them, you are giving them the notion that it's okay to live with a conflict. It's not okay to live with a conflict. A conflict would rather, it would rather rise up now and then you, you beat each other up now and then it ends now. You rather take 10 hours trying to deal with a conflict than to take 10 weeks. Because the more you, you let it simmer, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> thoughts would run through your mind that you'll entertain devils. You, you'll, the Bible says the wisdom that is from the earth, the wisdom that from, from the earth, it is sensual, it is earthy, it is carnal, and it is demonic. It is demonic. It is demonic. Defensive people. Why am I, Lord? <laughs> Defense. You know. You know there are people when you 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 try and confront them, they deflect. You know them. When you try and address an issue, they deflect to something else. There are, there are people who can't deal with the issue. They'll always deflect. They will always try to do anything possible not to deal with the issue at present. I'll tell you this. I'll, 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 I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Many times, many times, is because of a demonic stronghold. Here's a question for you. Does Satan want peace? Does God want peace? So if there is no peace, whose agenda are you propagating? Whose agenda are you fostering? See, this what you and 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 here's a question you must ask: What is the end goal? What what do you think will be the conclusion? I can tell you, if you're in a marriage, it's divorce, loss of friendship, loss of job, loss of... Why? Because that, Satan comes to scatter. 
If Satan is in your company and you are looking around and say, oh, there's Mr. Devil. Hello, Mr. Devil. Don't think Mr. Devil is there to just chill and have a vacation or he's bored. No. He's there to devour. Whoever can be devoured there, he will devour him. Yes, whoever, whoever is there to devour, he will devour him. And Satan don't care. He will use everybody. He will use anybody. He will use anybody. And he, now I'll tell if, if 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 you're used by the devil, I will tell you. Ask my wife, she'll tell you. Ask my wife, she'll tell you. If if there's a man, if there's there's a situation, I can see this is the devil. I'll tell you that hey, you, you are used by the devil, you. You are used by the devil, you. You're not my enemy, but I must tell you that you when you when you have become a vessel, a conduit, I'm a, no, I must let you know that hey, hey, you, you, you must hear yeah, I'm there's an enemy I'm fighting, but you are a conduit. You are a vessel for this thing. So I need to I need to inform you so that at least you can try and get out of the way so that I can deal with it. Otherwise, I will deal with it through you. That's what Jesus did, right? Peter rebuked him and Jesus said, Get thee behind me, devil, for thou art not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of man. Have I not chosen you? One of you is a devil. He's a devil. Then he says, what you, what you do, do quickly. He was aware of, of the devil in people. And that's what you must be. You must also be aware of the devil in people. And you must learn to diffuse conflict without, without making the, the, the person the problem. Identify the problem. If the person is part of the problem, identify it and then deal with it. Be mature. The Bible says be mature in your understanding. Be mature. If you, I mean, boy, oh boy, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, little things, little things. Bible says, if you sow the wind, you will reap the whirlwind. If you sow the wind, you will reap the whirlwind. Yeah. If the devil is in your vicinity, get him out. Hallelujah. Some of you, your partner, one more or your partner is being used by the devil. What delay you are? What always? What delay you are? There's a devil. Or I'll cast it out. I'll cast it out. Hey, that devil is making decisions. You know what I think? I think when now you are partnering with the devil against me. 
And you have to decide because all these decisions that are being made here, they don't make any sense to me. And you've got to decide whether or not you're going to side with the devil or because I must preserve my, my, my interest here in this matter. If you don't preserve her, Listen, there are devils, there are devils that don't go away by prayer and fasting. There are devils, there are devils entities that don't go away unless you fast and pray. There are entities you bind. There are entities you cast out. There are entities you confront. When it comes to destiny, you confront the death. Look at Jesus. Sickness devils he cast out. Huh? Sickness devils he cast out. Right? He cast out those kind of devils. Cast out, 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 out. When it came to destiny, when he came to destiny, did he cast out Judas? Did he cast out Judas? Did he cast out the devil in Peter? Did he say, come out of him? Spoke to him. Spoke to him. Why? Because you are derailing your life. You are allowing your life to be derailed and you are watching. You are watching. It's like, it's fine. You you are watching no 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 at some point you've you've got to grow up and exercise wisdom praise the lord i hope i have somebody here i hope i helped somebody here let's 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 read one last scripture let's read let, let's let's read in fact not one last scripture i'm sorry <laughs> let's read a, 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 a scripture first first peter chapter 5 See, there are ways you defeat the devil that do not involve the activity of prayer, but the demonstration of the fruit of the Spirit. You get that? I'll show you now. Like somebody here, like somebody here, you're having trouble, persistent trouble with a colleague at work. Persistent trouble with a colleague at work. They, they, they are terrorizing you. You, it's easy to think that the antagonizing is, is, is coming from that individual. It is projected through them. It is not coming from them. You see, once you understand how 
opposition in life works. Not political opposition. <laughs> opposition in life works. Once you understand how opposition in life, how, how you are opposed in life, how Satan strategically sets up his system for your downfall in life, the Bible says we are not ignorant of, the, of, of our enemy's devices. We are not ignorant. And one of the things that are killing God's people is that God's people are ignorant. Like this person, this, 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 this person here. It's easy for you to start developing, you know, hatred, toward that person, dislike toward that person because you feel like this person is against you. Everything, you know, when you touch here, when you try and do this, they, they go ahead of you to try, you know, like what they are doing now, bad-mouthing you, uh, painting you wrong before uh, managerial people and things like that, right? It's easy for you to develop hatred. But you must understand God is, God uses occasions like this to train us. To train us in sharpening our discernment. In learning to identify origins of hostilities. Origins of hostilities. And in learning how to deal with them you know when 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 david when david was was at loggerheads with his son uh remember his son when david was at loggerheads with with his son his son had taken his kingdom away from him and uh he he he, he was a fugitive and that happened because number one david had transgressed against the lord right and this was part of the judgment that God had, had put in him. But then his son had a, a, a counselor called Ahitophel. Ahitophel, the Bible says, had his wisdom, his counsel was, was as though it, it came from God himself. That's, that's how, how wise the man was. And he counseled David's son to set traps, set all those things against his father, right? And David was aware of, 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 of his son and Ahitophel and what they were conspiring and what they were doing. And at that time, he was powerless. He was powerless. So David, you know, he, he made a prayer that made me realize I read this thing years ago and it simmered into my consciousness and, 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 and how I perceive life. David made a prayer and he said, Oh Lord God, turn the wisdom of Ahitophel into folly. Now this was the wisdom of a man that, that was so revered. His wisdom was revered as originating from the gods. And, 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 and this man said, Oh Lord, Turn the wisdom of Ahitophel into folly. And that's how God delivered David. 
by that prayer. What happened? What happened? Ahitophel was a physical being. He was a human being who was opposed to David along with David's son. They were opposed to him with Absalom. They were physical. But, but there, there was a routing of, of spiritual wisdom and intelligence that was working in Ahitophel. And the Bible doesn't tell us that that wisdom comes from God, but it was wisdom nonetheless. And it was wisdom that really, while David was king, helped him as well. But the fact that he, he, was, he was a conduit and interfacing a wisdom that was supernatural meant that if something could happen to that wisdom, it could disrupt how the vessel transmits and communicates and thus affect the results. And David prayed a prayer, oh God, turn the wisdom of Ahitophel to wisdom. And God did so. And the Bible says that Absalom asked counsel from Ahitophel and Ahitophel advised him in what, what looked like great advice, but it turned to their destruction. Did David fight Ahitophel? Did David send armies, soldiers against Ahitophel? What ended Ahitophel? A prayer. A prayer. One man who, who, who was regarded as being among the celestials. A prayer. A prayer destroyed him. A prayer. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say to you. When you understand the, the opposition, the, how life works, you, you will stop you will stop, you know, fixating on flesh and blood. You will stop fixating on flesh and blood. And you will try as much to the best of your ability to be at peace with all men. So that you can fight the enemy of your destiny with the fluidity of the spirit. Are you following me? So if you feel like you are being antagonized, you are being resisted, you are being opposed. And as much as depends on you, make sure that that situation on your part is diffused. So that when you deal in, in the realm where you need to deal in, you don't find hiccups in outcomes. Yes. Some of you, you are a prayer away from promotion. A prayer away from, promo, pro, from promotion. But because you, you, you are mindful of the things of man, you are not mindful of the things of God. And that's what Satan does. He boggles you down to the realm of man. He'll beat you. He will, in that realm, he will beat you. One day a prophet met Jehoshaphat and a prophet started crying. <laughs> a prophet started crying. Jehoshaphat wondered, why are you crying? And he said, because of what you will do to Israel. And he said, I will never do it. 
Listen, you, you don't mess. You see, prof, prof. Oh, uh, shucks. <sighs> Never resist the prophetic. Never resist the true prophetic, the prophetic uh, uh, dimension. Never resisted, because that could mean the difference between life and death. Anyways, uh, let's let's. I'm I'm teaching you how to fight. Okay. I'm teaching you what, some of the ways it, that you have to fight is by forgiving. Is by learning to deal with conflict. These things are not taught you at school. There, no school can teach you this. But these are the these are the these, these are some of the things that define and determine the outcomes of the battles of life. These are the things. Because, let's let's read First Peter, First Peter, First Peter. Are you learning something? Shout glory! Come on, shout! Just shout glory over there! Just just shout glory over there! That's rattle the the, the the devils. They just shout glory! Shout glory! Shout it! Shout it! I said shout glory! Glory! I'll visit you in the night. Shout glory! Glory! <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Loosen yourself in the spirit. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Some of you, you don't know, you know, you don't know how your spirit can just be, can just be burdened. Are we sort of heavy? Are we sort of heavy? Salotbon, it's only heavy. Salotbon, it's only heavy. For no reason. Your spirit is, your soul, your spirit was oppressed. These are things, just a glory. You wonder where's that thing? That thing will leave you. <laughs> Some of you, you love those, those oppressions. You love them. No, man. First, first Peter chapter five. Verse eight. Verse 8, are you there? Be sober. Be what? Be what? Be sober. You know, some, some of you are not sober-minded. <laughs> some of you are not sober-minded. Be sober and be vigilant. Be sober and be awake. Some of you are, you know, are sleepwalking through life. Because, it's thunder. Because your adversary, because your what? Your adversary. Your adversary, your brother, your, your adversary, your brother. Yeah? 
your adversary, your boss, your adversary, your colleague, your adversary, your mother, your father, your adversary, your sister. Huh? Who's your adversary? Yeah? Who's your adversary? Call it out. Call it out. Who's your adversary? The? 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 Your adversary, the devil. You see who's your, oppo who's your opposer? It's not that person you are sitting next to. You see that? See who's your opponent? Yeah? See why people can, can have mar ma marital problems? It's because constantly they think their partner is their adversary. See why people have career problems? It's because constantly they think that their colleagues, their boss, their government is their opponent. No! Your opponent is an entity. Your opponent is called the devil. The word adversary there means your opponent. The one who's opposing you. Your opponent is the devil. You see that? So that means if the devil is using your partner, your wife, your husband, your daughter, your son, your friend, your colleague, if, if they are using them to oppose you, right? To resist you. You've got to have the sharpness in the spirit to say, mm, okay, I can see here, it's, it's not just them. It's them and something else. And then oh, diffuse the situation. That's how you kill the devil. You diffuse the situation. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Let's, let's end it. I'm sorry, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. And then, and then you go. You go to the secret place. You say, devil, I know what you're doing. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Do you know what Satan's number one tactic? A lion doesn't like to go after its prey when it's in the herd. A lion doesn't love. This is one of the things you can you can uh, use to identify when your opponent is on your case. A lion does not want, because he's saying he's using the nature of a lion, a roaring lion, right? Why does a, why does a lion roar? A, a lion roars to scatter its prey, right? If, 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 if you're in the jungle, if you're in the jungle and, and there's a herd of uh, whatever uh, prey that day for the lion is on the menu, right? If you're in the jungle and that prey is, is in a herd, right? It's in a herd and there's one lion there. 
do do you think a lion is just gonna get its prey like that there's no intelligence right so it does two things it pounces right and its number one goal is to catch a a a stray prey so if if they are lions not afraid of anybody but a lion can't fight uh wilder beasts 10 wilder beasts alone they'll finish him he knows it he knows that's why that's why that's why no wonder the bible says one shall chase a thousand two ten thousand so two is better than one but can two walk together unless they agree so the the, the 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 tactic of the devil is to create separation so the one who separates from the herd becomes the target did, did you get that the lion is not afraid right of any of any okay let, let me read you a scripture <laughs> Let me read you a scripture um, and then let me explain this. Let me explain this. Hallelujah. Uh, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 31. Isaiah chapter 31. Verse 4. For thus says the Lord, for thus the Lord has spoken to me, as a lion roars and a young lion over his prey, when a multitude of shepherds is summoned against him, he will not be afraid of their voice, nor be disturbed by their noise. Now, the Lord is talking and he's describing the way of the lion. He's describing the operation of a lion. Right? He says, a lion, a lion is not afraid of anything. Right? A lion is not afraid of anything. So, as the lion roars, and it roars over its prey, and notice what he says, he says, your, your opponent, your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. So it's, he, this is not a silent lion. Right? So he goes in the multitude of his prey and roars. Right? And you know that its prey are afraid of him. Right? So what will the prey do? The, the prey will scatter. And from that scattering, the lion will have his target isolated from what from the protection of the herd once he is isolated and separated its target away from the herd it will begin to pounce it will begin to hunt right and then it will devour now he says this is a spiritual operation of the devil That when the devil begins attacking, one of the first indicators 
well that if he if he has found you you will you will notice yourself separated from the herd in the multitude of counsel there is safety in the multitude of counsel there is safety so <coughs> the devil will isolate you if you are isolated and separated from the herd just know you are a target always you're spending time alone you don't want to be around people feel like people have you know disappointed you in life <laughs> ah there's a target over there there's a target isolate yourself from your family isolate yourself from friends isolate yourself from your church just just isolate yourself just separate yourself and you're wondering why you don't even know why you're separating yourself you just just separating yourself a lion has roared and and the roar of a lion has dissuaded you so he said one of the things that can god save god against against isolation and devouring satanic devouring is you need to be sober you, you, you understand that you, you you need to be you need to be sober you, you need to think right you you need to have a calm spirit that's what it means you you you've got to be you've got to be you you you've, you've got to be circumspect That means never make decisions in the absence of sober-mindedness. Never make decisions in the absence of sober-mindedness. If if you are not calm, never make decisions. because you 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 may be making a decision that is your devourment the bible says the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of god the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of god one of the reasons I, i like i like telling you about my life is to show you that i am not exempt from the realities of and the tactics and the wiles and the tricks of the devil i'm not a, I, I, i am prone vulnerable to all these things as you are but i choose to deal with these things through the wisdom of god I choose I decide. Does that mean things do not happen at me they do? Definitely they do. But you see, you 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 you've you've got to be circumspect. You you've got to be wise. You've got to be sober and 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 you, you you've got to respect yourself enough to say I'm about to make a big decision under this emotion 
what what is the likelihood that that decision is going to pan out right and you're making it under under a cloud nothing's going to come of that when everything is down and you realize what decision you make it may be too late and you know what you carry with you what what's your stamp yeah that you are devoured regret all you have is regret oh 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 people who regret m- many times people who have regrets are people who have made decisions out of a wrong emotional state out of a wrong emotional state and they are being devoured they don't know it they are being devoured and then he says be vigilant be watchful be discerning then he says verse 9 what am i teaching you god's people what am i teaching i'm i'm not just speaking appositely there's there's something that i'm targeting in the spirit there's there's the, there's a knowledge i want you to possess in the spirit and it has to do with with discerning it has to do with identifying it has to do with with walking out your salvation through contention with the opposition of your destiny and i said to you i'm using destiny in a loose term in a generic term to mean everything concerning your life that you are a woman does not mean you must be weak i listen to me it doesn't mean you must be weak You have to be strong. Hallelujah. I used to tell someone I don't, I don't, I don't say who, who, who it is. I used to tell someone I said you've got a problem with with listening. You've got a problem with listening. And this thing has to do with how you you grew up. and how then you interpreted life especially as it relates to 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 men or me as a figure of authority and that thing that thing will destroy your life because you can interpret wisdom you can interpret wisdom to you as an offense You can you can interpret wisdom to you as an offense and you don't know that that thing stems from a stronghold a trigger implanted there to ensure that your relationship to authority is is a mess and every time devil want to destroy you he he just switches that thing on you've got to learn you've got to learn the way 
of warfare. You've got to learn the way of warfare. If, 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 if you feel that, you know, life is not outputting for you what you think it should, mo- most likely you are right and most likely there, there is some form of warfare that is limiting the output of life toward you. Definitely you're right. But you've got, you've got to learn the way of warfare. You've, you've got to learn how to fight the right way. You've got to learn how to contend the right way. He says, verse 9, resist him. Do you see that? Resist him steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced. No, no, notice how, how he links, he links the roaring of the lion to sufferings. That means one of the indicators of satanic onslaught is what? Is sufferings, is the experience of sufferings. Do you see that? That means he can wield afflictions. Ah, direct afflictions at you. For the purpose of what? For the purpose of isolating for devouring. So sometimes you've got to learn how to read the script. The, 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 the spiritual script of your physical suffering. No, no, Satan, Satan here is trying, Satan here, this, this, this is Satan here. He's Satan here. What is he trying to do? To devour me. What must I do? I must be sober. I must be vigilant. I must resist him. And I must be steadfast in the faith. You see why we lose? See why we lose our children to drugs why we lose our children to friends. See why we lose our children to, to the perversions of the world. You see why we lose our children, why we lose our families, why we lose our wives, why we lose our potential husbands and wives. See why we lose them. See why we lose our careers, our, our promotion, our jobs. Our, our, see why we lose so many things in our lives. Because we perform, we act in ways that negate us from victory. That negate us from victory. Because you think that this life is is a bed of roses. This life is a warfare. This life is a warfare. Hallelujah. 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 And we, we, we have to know who our enemies are. We have to know who our real enemies are. We've got to know. 
you've, we've, we've got to know. Some of you, your parents consistently are fighting you, fighting you against getting a partner, fighting you against, it's not your parents. It's not your parents. There's something at work. And why? Because he knows if he comes through that, there's, a, there's an emotional sentiment you will have. Ah, oh, my mother, I must respect my mother. I must respect my father. But you forget you are 25 years old, 30 years old. You're not three years old. And the wishes of your parents go against your destiny. Go against the interest and preservation of your life. The Bible says that Samson, Samson said to his parents that they must go and find him a wife from the Philistines. And his parents said, no, it shall not be so. And the Bible says that Samson said, do as I have said. Because they did not know that this matter was of the Lord. Because sometimes we, we may find people we love. We love with all our hearts. Becoming resistant points. To moving further in our lives. To progressing further in our lives. <laughs> what we say? You must learn how to war. You, you must learn how to fight. And that's why when you grow up, get out of your mother's house. Get out of your father's house. Get out. Like, get out. Don't go live with a boyfriend or girlfriend, but get out. Like, get out. If you don't do that, that hold over, that hold, you'll always leave. Oh, my God. You'll always be provoked. Get out. Get, get out. Find a place somewhere, get a job somewhere and get out. Like, get out. Because you stay there and you, they will oppress you unknowingly. They will oppress you. They will, they will enslave you. You end up being a slave of your mother, mother's wishes, father's wishes. You'll end up being their slave. You can, it's impossible to have a good relationship with your parent when you live with them from age one to age 35. You can't have a relationship with them. It's impossible. It's tough. It's impossible. I don't know people who have a great relationship with their parents uh, from the time they were little. Yeah, maybe when you were little. But you, you, you get to the age of accountability where your dependency on your parents needs to, needs to be severed. Look at what God said to Abraham. Abraham was an old man living with his father. God said, you got to leave. Because you, you cannot fulfill your destiny under your mother's roof. You cannot fulfill your destiny under your father's roof. You cannot. You can't. You, it's impossible. It's difficult. 
Let me not even say impossible. It's difficult. Jesus left. Jesus left his, 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 the, 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 the house of his birth. He left. Because you can't fulfill. You can't fulfill. You can't do what God wants you to do. Because they will always oppress you. And sometimes, not willingly. Not because I'm going to oppress them. I'm going to oppress them. No. Because naturally, your parents love you. And it is in their nature because of who they are to parent you even when it is not needed. When you get to an age where you need your, your, the ability to make your own decisions. The Bible says train up a child when, while he's young, not while he's old. Your parents want to train you, rear you up. You're old. It's impossible. You are 18, you feel like, no, I can come back home at late at night. Parents say, you can't come back home at late at night. It's their house. It's their rules. But you are old. So there are decisions you cannot make for yourself. Choices you cannot make for yourself because of the clout of your father and your mother. There's a time when dependency on them must end. <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about. You don't look at me like, you know. You've got to grow up. And, and that's why some of your children are spoiled, rotten, destroyed. Why? Because they know we always have a home. There comes a time you say, no, 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 no. Go find a home, place for yourself. Grow up. Because you've got to trust that the principles and values you instilled in them while they are still children, they will keep them in their old age. Train up a child in the way they should go. So when they are old, they will not depart from it. So you, you end up being, being, being a hindrance to your children's progress, advancement and destiny. Not by choice. Not by choice, not because you want to, but because the spiritual forces of life, the spiritual forces of this world are domineering over you and through you to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. You, you, you don't raise up your children to become like you. You raise up your children to be custodians, to be, uh, uh, God gave them to you, entrusted to you as a gift, to be custodians over their life until a certain time. Until a certain time when they can make choices. After you have trained them for a certain time, they can make choices for themselves, decisions for themselves. What if those decisions are bad? At that point in time, you are no longer responsible for the choices and decisions they should make. It's called free will. Hallelujah. It's called free will. And our duties as parents is to nurture our children to the place and to the point and prepare them for life. 
But we don't raise our children to prepare them for life. We raise our children to, to, to take care of us when we are old. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not the reason why they are born. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you, can you see some of the areas where you've been challenged, opposed in your destiny, and you thought it's just part of life, whereas it was a war? Whereas it was a war? And one of the things we must learn is to anticipate, to perceive areas in which we will be opposed. Jesus said, I'll say this in closing and then we'll, 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 we'll call it a day. The Lord said this. He said, a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Have you ever wondered about that? When he said, I do not think I've come to bring peace but a sword between mother, between son and father, mother uh, and daughter, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Have you ever wondered what Jesus meant? When does that become a reality? when the word of God ceases to be your governor, our governor. Do you know, in, in the absence of God's word or the governance of God's word, God's wisdom, war is inevitable. War is inevitable. So, what I, I wanted you to realize today because we'll continue with this but what I wanted you to realize today is the the importance the importance the significance of contending for your destiny contending for your destiny using the artillery that God has given us. And I've deviated here and there, but all that is, is related to learning to contend. Learning to contend and learning to identify our opposition. Learning to identify our opposition. Why did Jesus say to, the, to, 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 to Peter, get thee behind? Why did Jesus call Peter a devil? Because Peter was opposing Jesus from fulfilling his assignment and destiny. And that means that devil can come in all forms. He can come in the form of your husband. He can come in the form of your wife. He can come in the form of your mother. He can come in the form of your father. He can come in the form of your son or your daughter. The form, any form, any form the devil will use to derail us. 
because P Satan thought to use Peter, Jesus' emotional uh, attachment to Peter to try and dissuade him that maybe because he loves me so much, I must, I must, I must refrain from doing this. Yet it is, it is what has been willed to him by destiny. And Satan does not want you to fulfill God's destiny for your life. He does not want you. He does not want you to fulfill God's destiny for your life. And the Holy Spirit of God has asked me to tell you, contend. Contend. He's given us tools and weapons to fight. And one of the tools is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Sakrani Zaleba Shekidale. Rando Sebrigamanda Segrida. Ah, just lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands right now and bless the Lord. Bless Him. Bless Him for the weapons of our warfare. Bless Him for the weapons of our warfare. For the anointing. For the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The anointing of the Holy Ghost upon His servants. The anointing of the Holy Ghost upon his ministry gifts. The anointing of the Holy Ghost in you, in you, in you, inside you. Begin to bless him right now. Moshakadia. Rando. Kanemosege di Mahasha. Rabane kose de baida bahai. Ramana kose de brehiga bahai. Hila, just stand up, please. Just stand up right where you are. Just stand up right where you are. Just stand up right where you are. Kanaros kedvida stadban benevendon skadvino hanestele hanestele brade crustale mange credesto la brade san borem de skadibra atesindo shekremenda. Sandore mendi gredus dele brenjek de bredus talebrando sacando. Ya alleluia, 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 alleluia. You are prepping us, you are strengthening us. Hanego rabadabadabadabadabadaba. Habadabadabadaba sacrada crosse libra dabdako shadakia. Ondelia. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Can you all just give me your attention? This is concerning your, your children. Please, please. Especially 
if you have little children, like from age 12 downward and so forth, make, make it a habit. Are you listening to me? Make it a, a habit. No matter if it's your biological, your nephews, you are an auntie, you are a grandmother, you are a grandfather, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. If those kids are, are with you, make it a habit because the Holy, the, 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 the Holy Spirit just showed me, just showed me some, some, a plan, a plan, a satanic plan. Do not send your children. Do not allow your children to go out every morning, whether to school, whether to play, without laying hands on them. Please make it a ritual in your house. Are you listening to me? Please make it a ritual. Buy, buy olive oil, okay? Buy any olive oil. Buy any olive oil, consecrate it, bless it. Buy any olive oil, consecrate it, bless it. Every morning or every evening, depending on whether or not you leave before or after them. Every morning, please, Please. All right? Please. Every morning or every evening, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Tell your sisters if they have children or your brothers if they have children to do this. To anoint them with oil. Just doesn't have to be long, just anoint them with oil. Every morning or evening you'll decide. Anoint them with oil. Anoint them, anoint them with oil. The Lord says, Satan has set his attention on the vulnerable. And I asked the Lord, who are the vulnerable? He says, the little ones. He's trying to corrupt a generation. He's trying to corrupt a generation. Preserve, preserve your generation. And we must start taking our children, their safety, their protection, very seriously. Are you listening to me? Know who your children are playing with. Know the parents of the children your your children are, of, of, of the children your children are playing with. Know. Are you listening to me? Know every teacher 
every teacher have their number, have their contact details. Know where your children are playing. Be aware. I listen to me. I listen to me. Please. Please listen to me. Please heed this instruction. I, I would not that you don't forget. If you forget, yeah, it's fine. Like it's forgivable. This is not a big deal. But make sure that, like make it a ritual in your home. Okay? Make it a ritual. If your children can talk, they can make it a ritual to teach them how to pray in the name of Jesus. To teach them how to pray in the name of Jesus. Check their bags every day. Every day, check their bags. When they come back from school, check their bags every day. There is something, there is something, and we also need to pray about this, okay? We also need to pray about this. We also need to pray, especially primary schools. Especially in the primary schools. Primary schools and nursery schools. We need to pray about this. We need to pray against, against this sinister plan. We need to pray against this sinister plan. I don't want to give you details because of what the Lord, the Lord is not. I don't want to, I don't want to give you details. I don't want to give you details. I'm almost scared if even to give you the details, but let's pray, okay, for our children, children of our friends. If you've got friends that are Christian, that are believing, okay, you can send them this clip or you can tell them, all right? You can send them the clip or you can tell them, especially the little children. When, when, when you pray, when you pray, Pray for the little children, okay? Pray for the little ones of the world. Pray for your children, your loved ones' children. Just start interceding for them in your, in your, in your times of prayer. All right? Please. But do that. Buy olive oil and anoint them in the name of the Lord. Every morning or every evening anoint them in the name of the Lord anoint them in the name of the Lord praise the Lord if if you are a teacher of a primary school and whatnot you may not be allowed to pray for those children uh, publicly and you may not be allowed what you can do is that every morning you can come earlier into your classroom and pray for every chair that represents every child today. One of the things that Satan wants to do, wants to wreak havoc, havoc in the schools.
especially the schools here in South Africa. He wants blood. The blood of, of the innocent. But we bless the Lord for inside. We, we're going to pray, okay? We're going to pray. In fact, let's just pray now. Father, we pray for our little ones. We pray for our children. Those in our own households and in other households. We pray for the children in the schools. Ah, shale baloka sande bredia, sacradole bredibdahan shanda gredia. Father, we pray against the spilling of the innocent. Inon shakor, the spilling of the blood of the innocent. We pray against it. In the name of Jesus. Abasha, rabadi shakabale kradile kradole. You said that he that causes this will one of these little ones to fall, it would be better for him, oh God, not to be born. And it would be better for him to cause to take a milestone and throw himself into the sea. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ that that judgment be invoked against my father. Those who would seek to harm, seek to molest, seek to hurt the little ones. In the name of Jesus, we pray against this perverse scheme of the wicked. That everyone that has aligned himself to be a vessel for the expression of this reality father we ask in jesus mighty name that the judgment of god come upon them even before it happens to stop this thing from coming to pass in the name of jesus in the name of jesus Shalabrando sacranila, mande glebredu sacabando shalana, rabando sacabrande sanigo ramande. Oh, sabea, sabea copaia barea, simane geregedea. Oh, we pray against it, Lord. We pray against it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We stop it from happening in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Let us pray for every lost child, every abducted child. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask right now in your mercy, for the preservation of their lives. We ask my Father in the name of Jesus that those children that have been abducted and taken from their parents, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that they be found. We ask that the angels of God right now be sent to bring deliverance, 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 my God. Oh, 
Oh my God, my God, my God. We pray for the consolation of the parents, the grieving parents. Oh Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh Father, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. You know, I'm asking you to pray like this. Let me tell you why. Because because of what the Lord showed me just earlier on now about this scheme. Satan had planned that from next year, from next year, there would be abductions of the young children. And God showed me for three things. He said, some will be to harvest their organs. Some would be to traffic, to use as sex slaves. And some would be used for satanic rituals. And this thing Satan planned that in 2023, there will be a widespread, a widespread activity of these things where children will just be taken from the streets, from the school gates. Children will go, will be taken, abducted, never to be found again. There are some in government. There are some in government. If we will pray, the Lord will expose them. There are some in government who are part of this. There are some people in government who are part of this. Some of the children that have been lost, I, I see them, they are, they, are in, they are in ports, they are in cranes, in, 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 in the ports of Port Elizabeth, in the ports of Cape Town. The Spirit of God is showing me in the ports of Maputo. The, the Spirit of God is showing me that if we will pray, if we will pray, if we will pray, that God in His mercy will send deliverance to these children. My God, Sarah de Giribrai, pray for your children. If you have friends that have children, tell them, tell them what I told you. Because we're going to hear about this if we do not pray, if we do not pray and stop this thing in the spirit from manifesting. We want to see some, some horrific things. Children will be abducted. Some, some, some of these things will happen. It will be supernatural abductions. Where, where you will go to bed with your family, you will wake up, your children will be missing. Some people's children will be missing. Entities will come collect children in the night.
But we're going to pray. The, the Holy Spirit has revealed this to us for a reason. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for the preservation of this innocent lives. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for them. We're going to pray. And we're going to stop this thing. In the name of Jesus, we're going to stop this thing. We're going to stop this thing. We're going to stop it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me bless you. Let me bless you. And take out your offerings, your tithes. Let me bless you. If you can't send them through, uh, and, uh, you can hold them for 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 the next live service. And keep them for the next live service. And but we just bless them now, as I bless you. Today we were supposed to carry out impartations, impartations, but I believe the Lord can still minister to you. I pray that God strengthens you. And this is anointing we will release next week if God in His, in His, in His grace allows us. God strengthens you for the days ahead to strengthen your spirit to strengthen your resolve to stand to strengthen your resolve to push through and yes to anoint you with the oil of victory that you come out as a victor in whatever battle, in whatever contention, in whatever fight you may be in right now, you will come out as a victor in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That God will give you the wisdom, will give you the solutions to bring you over in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You will not faint in the day of battle. No, you will not faint. You will not fail. Your strength will not fail in the day of battle. But the Lord will strengthen you. Icon Shapranando Segila. May God open to you right now the discernment faculty of your spirit. To discern, to discern, to discern, to discern, to discern the men of time in which you are in. To discern. May the Lord unlock it. Ah, Sarigadai. Thanks, son am I. Do it, precious Spirit of God. Do it, precious Spirit of God. I pray. Ah, okay. For the gift of the discerning of spirit to be released upon them. The ability to see in the realm of the Spirit of God and in the realm of Satan. 
the ability to see in the realm of spirits. Father, I, 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 I pray, I pray, I pray that gift, that manifestation it, it comes upon their lives. Thank you. Thank you. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. It's what the Holy Spirit is asking me to do. In our next service, when I can minister to you, but I want you to note it now. Anyone, anyone who has not been privy to spiritual visions and dreams when I meet with you that grace that grace is just released now when I meet with you and I minister to you the gift of discernment will be manifesting in your life there will be a frequency there will be a frequency of perception and discernment that will come on your life and let me tell you something let me tell you something it will be permanent it will be permanent. Such that every time, every time you are in the spirit of the Lord, every time you are in the spirit of the Lord, you'll, be, you'll see, you will see, God is going to transmit that gift into you. He's going to transmit that gift into you. Discernment is essential. Discernment is essential. Discernment is essential. Discernment of spirits. Discernment of the times. Discernment of activity. So that we may align ourselves. So that we may know what to do, how to behave, how to act. The Lord, the Lord is going to show that grace. The Lord is going to show the grace to you. Hallelujah. That grace is released now. Is released. Oh my God, some of you have received it. Some of you have received it. But we, we, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna finalize it when I lay my hands on you. When I lay my hands on you. Begin right now simmering your expectations, simmering in that, in that reality now. That when the man of God lays hands on me next Sunday, that which is spoken will become manifested reality in my life. Tell yourself throughout this week, tell yourself, I will see, I will see, I will see, I will see because God is going to do something. God is going to open something in your spirit. He's going to open something in your spirit. He's going to open something in your spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you for these anointing services. Let me pray for your offerings. Let me pray for sending your offerings, sending your tithes. But let me pray for them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We thank you for the grace to give, for the grace and the ministry of liberality. 
We thank you, my God, that those who give sparingly will reap sparingly. Those who give bountifully will reap bountifully. So I ask in the name of Jesus that there be a reaping of the abundance of the grace of God to help your children participate in good works. For you give bread to the eater and seed to the sower. Continue to supply this to your people. I pray for the tither in the name of Jesus. That every blessing of the tither be allotted into their lives. I ask the windows be open, the favor flow in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We bless you. We thank you, dear Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's not forget to pray for our children, okay? Let's not forget to pray for our children. If you have your friends whom you love, your loved ones, just pass on this information. Just tell them, God, reveal this to our pastor. And it involves your children as well and every other child. Pray for your children. Because you, you, you never know. You never know whose child it might be. We don't know. But let's pray and let's preserve our children. Matthew 18, Jesus said that he that causes these little ones to be offended, it would have been better for him to cast a millstone around his neck and throw himself into the bottom of the sea. And we're going to invoke that judgment. We're going to invoke that judgment. Woe unto him who causes the little ones to stumble. We curse them. We will curse them. We will curse every agent. We will curse every individual, every scheme. Every, everyone involved in this diabolic scheme, we will curse them. We don't care who it is. We will curse them in the name of Jesus. Because no man has any right to spill and harm these little innocent ones. Hallelujah. Well, good evening. Good day, good day, good day. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.